This podcast was made possible thanks to Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we're responding to a recent email request for tips around transformation. Transformation of time, place and character specifically. If you didn't know already, Transformation of Object is off the VCE drama study design with the new convention Application of Symbol in its place. We've done a whole episode on just Application of Symbol, so check that out if you're interested. Let's get to it. Let's talk transformation quickly with a few basic tips for ways to transform generally. There are a few terms you'll hear thrown around a fair bit. Morph, meld, give take, melt, repetition, word, snap, sound, action, freeze, song. There are many others, but those are some basic beginner ones. A morph or a meld is when you change from one time, a place or character to another incrementally. Think human to werewolf or water to ice. It happens bit by bit. There's a show from the 90s called Animorphs where a pack of teenagers have the power to change into animals. Somehow, I can't remember how. This is a dated reference, but there are clips online if you want to see them. The morph uses the theatricality of watching the transformation to enhance the themes of the piece. Use the morph to slow down the piece. Draw attention to physical changes. Increase the grotesqueness of the character, or to show contrast. It can also be used to help you make clear changes to your body and face, showcasing your control of the expressive skills. I do a morphing exercise where the class is asked to change 10 things about themselves as I count down from 10 to 1. 10 being one character, time or place, and 1 being a whole new one. I count down 10. You change your posture. 9. Adjust your mouth. 8. Your gait shifts. 7. Your weight moves. 6. Your hands move into position. Blah, 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 blah. You can then speed up the transition by just counting faster, or you can just do it in five steps. Five, four, three, two, one, changing two things at once. A melt. A melt is like butter, where your character, time or place melts like butter in the microwave, only to harden again to be reformed into something else. See your character melt away, and then you reform. This is different from the morph, as there is a period of neutrality in the middle. You say goodbye to the character and welcome someone or something new. Melt is used to draw attention to the moment of transformation. It may end a scene or enhance a mood, or an event or a character literally disappears and gets reformed into the new scene. A give-take. This is when one character gives a mimed or real object to another character who takes it. Think of it as an archetypal mother on the phone calling to her daughter, Grandma's on the phone! She hands the phone off to the moody teen who takes it reluctantly with a sigh. <clears throat> no language needed. We establish relationship and setting here. This can be used to maintain the rhythm of a scene so you can stay in the same time and place. If I give you something, we follow the object's journey and it helps us connect to the scene. The give and take can also be used more violently, like stabbing or strangling someone, give and taking a punch. Me and myself and Irene, liar liar, they both have great scenes where an actor on themselves create a fight scene. High fives, handshakes, kisses, they all work, give and take. Repetition is, as it says on the tin, using a word or an action repeated to change character. This can change time or place quite easily. Think about a mother calling her young son, Johnny, Johnny, come here, Johnny, Johnny, and then repeated as it turns to his fellow soldier on the battlefield. Johnny, come here, Johnny, come here, Johnny, Johnny, no, Johnny, Johnny! 
Here we see Johnny many years apart in two very different locations. This can be used with an action too, a muggle to wizard. So whisking eggs becomes twirling a wand. Repetition brings attention to the action and its meaning. The monotony of whisking versus the joy of wizardry, the contrast is clear there. A word can be used to help you snap between a character time or a place, transform between a kindergarten and a battlefield. The teacher says, come on children, sit down, down everybody, down now! Here the juxtaposition of those two words in two very different worlds. The speed of a transition is used to increase tension, energy, or it may be used to lead to a climax. Sound. Like a word can be used to change time and place clearly. Think of the sound of an alarm clock turning into the sound of a school bell, turning into the first word a teacher may say. So, bring, bring your tests to the front and make sure you have your name on it. This sound is used to establish a new location and then transform into the first word of a sentence. Bring can also just be the alarm of the school. Think of the beeping of a phone and wasting your time on social media to the beep of your heart rate monitor in the last hours of your life. Beep, 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 beep. Regretting time wasted on your phone. Those are just obviously sound effects, but you can see action happening underneath that to enhance the theme of the piece. A song can be used here too. Think about two very different people singing the same song, even a series of people. The power of that song, sung by different people, could be affecting. Uh, we recently performed the I Am Australian uh, as five different types of Australians, the powerful, the powerless, and then all those in between. We often had uh, slaves and people in internment camps singing that song, bullies and those being bullied, and how the same song can be used uh, powerfully by two very different people. A strong action can also help you change character or location or time. A clear gesture or action can establish character, so you can return to it. One character always has a finger over their lip like a moustache, or twirling fake gum. This just re-establishes previously introduced characters though. An action can change location or time by drawing attention away from the body and leading the gaze of the audience towards your hand, especially if you look right at it and give it attention. You can listen to our interview with Michael Varr on how powerful focus can be. Uh, this can give you a chance to break into a new time or place or character. Look over there, you say to the audience, as you then snap or transform, creating a whole new scene. A snap is also important there. A snap is just an instant transition from one position to another. Use it to speedily keep the scene going. Most people probably use the snap most often. Think of it as an image turning instantly to another, like you're changing channels. An action can also establish a time, place, or character. Think a chopping action establishing a boom gate, or a wall, or punctuating the end of a scene like a comic book. Freeze is like a tableau. Freeze and give a moment of pause at the end of a scene, or before you transform. This also draws attention to your final pose or moment, and this may be important to your scene. So now, the question at hand. Transforming time and place within a scene, or episode, to borrow an epic theatre term. If you think of your solo or ensemble as a series of episodes that support your contention, you may find it easier to transform wildly. A scene in the filmic sense happens in one time and one place, with the odd flashback uh, breaking the established time or place. Although thinking of your scenes being full of flashbacks and flash-forwards may help you understand what may be needed, this is also still very naturalistic, and we need to move beyond reality of life as lived. What are you trying to say in your piece? How can you use the symbol of different times and places to enhance your meaning? 
You can use short vignettes or tableaus to establish the history of a family or a concept. Here you can establish the history of an object or person being discussed. You can be literal like, I remember the first time I met Sam, I was five years old. And then we hear the sound of the chime and the echo as we go back in time. This is of course is not necessary and can be limiting if you always do this. You can give simple titles to your vignettes or of course don't. Let the link be seen through your use of action or gesture. Slavery throughout Australian history, convicts, Queensland sugar slaves, collies from India and Asia, blackbirding and now human trafficking. Just showing five seconds in the life of these different people can be powerful using a series of pleas or silences or a song. Use these to dispel myths characters announce or of course to enhance the message. You can give emphasis to words or moments by doing a deep dive into an idea or a concept, exploring ideas physically. To get a strong sense of this idea, you can watch Mark Yates online. There's a link in the description. It's a solo. Uh, see how Mark transforms through the interview, giving context to his comments in the conversation. This is often literal, but he does do mini inception as he jumps deeper and deeper into people's stories. He discusses a special pet funeral home, we meet the people who use the pet funeral service, and then we see the bizarre ways people ask for their pets to be farewelled, and then within that, we meet the people who enact the wishes of these people. Each segment starts with, I saw this, and then we see this, or that happened, and then we see it happen, but it is varied enough uh, to not feel overdone. This solo is also really easy to follow, but it doesn't have to be so clear. You can explore jumps in time and, and places where the audience doesn't immediately understand what you're doing. You may jump into a parable, epic theatre style, midway through, where a complex issue is explored through a fairy tales type story. Think of the stubborn mother's stance on an issue being undermined by the parable of the old rigid tree that may be strong but snaps under pressure, while the young lithe tree is flexible, that moves in the wind and survives great forces. Without even acknowledging the parable in the context of the episode, this piece becomes didactic. You can use one hour before, one week before, one year before, one decade before, or after to establish a character's motives, ideas, or to use those moments in history to enhance the story you're trying to tell. If you have a scene where there's more than 20 or 30 seconds in the present that you have established, consider why that's necessary. Anytime you're not in the established timeline, you have transformed time and place. If I determine and establish the opening 20 seconds of my piece is a speech at the United Nations, every time I'm not there, I've obviously transformed time and place. Anytime I'm in the future or the past, I have moved time. And anytime I offer a new person's perspective, I have transformed character. A few just basic tips for transforming mid-scene. Saying something like, that's not what you said yesterday, then you recreate the scene. You're just like your old man. Past life comes to life. I'm not getting in the car. I'm not. Famous movie trope. Then the next scene, snap, they're in a the car. So you don't even know where those eggs come from? Then you transform to a farm and we meet the chicken that is used and abused in cage farming. And then we meet the lovely chicken that's not used in cage farming and free range. And you can explore all kinds of things there. You've got to stand up for yourself. Turns into vignettes of freedom fighters back to your scene. Uh, you can also use silently, through movement, enhancing emotions, remembering old times, predicting the future, using satire, exaggeration, mockery, TV ads mid-scene, flashbacks, reversing sequences of scenes, montages of the hero's journey, fast motion through events or slow motion, 
like time lapses, uh, reversing the scene, split the action by creating dual scenes or parallel scenes happening in different times, repeating the mistakes of your parents. Uh, there's so many ways to play with time and place in a solo or an ensemble, you just need to think beyond recreating life to making art that evokes feelings and explores ideas, literally and non-literally. Anything is possible in a drama solo, really. You can be a president, a grain of sand, a plaque on the wall, a cloud in the sky, and even time itself watching and judging. That is all from us at The Aside. We have a load of episodes in the bank, so feel free to find one that piques your interest. If you have a suggestion for a future episode, or you would like to ask us a question, feel free to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. We get a number of requests and questions each week, and we're happy to create content that suits you. Thanks to Kate for this episode's suggestion today. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Aaron Searle for providing the music. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.